Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander, one of the Panthers beat writers here at the Charlotte Observer. And I'm Alina Getzenberg, the other Panthers beat writer at the Observer. And you're listening to Panther Strikes. The Panthers lost again. Uh, another opportunity to for Teddy Bridgewater to make a comeback on the final drive. Um, you know, this time to the Broncos, a game that was winnable. And again, uh, they failed. Again, they had communication issues. You know, and, and we're asking the same question over and over again, you know, each week. You know, is, is Teddy Bridgewater the answer for this franchise's long-term future? And I think Teddy Bridgewater is starting to show that, you know, possibly he isn't the answer. It's one of these issues where – he has to win one of these. Like, I know it's a lot to put on one player. It's not all on Teddy. You know, there's other reasons they've lost some of these games. But on the other hand, that's the quarterback's job. Like, that you need to know. I mean, you look at it, this is like an extreme example, but you look at a team like the Chiefs. Like, you know, we put the Paul and Patrick Mahomes hands and like that with a minute on the clock and you know he can get it done. It doesn't need to be to that level for it, but I think, you know, you leave, there were almost three minutes on the clock and I didn't think Teddy had a chance and that's a problem. He's now five and 17 in his career in like those game winning tying situations. Seven of those failed ones have been this year, <laughs> but that's still, he was five and 10 coming into the year. So it still wasn't something he like excelled at. Um, and I think it's a major issue, and he's got three more games maybe to sh- show that he can, but that's definitely not something he wants to go into the offseason with. He could have won that Vikings game, and, and if Joey Sly had made that field goal, we might be talking about something different. But, you know, they had three minutes in this game and definitely felt like they weren't going to get it, you know, just because of the history, and they didn't. They didn't even pick up a first down, <laughs> and that's bad. I mean, those plays. And then Teddy Bridgewater made the decision – and I felt like everybody in the whole stadium was yelling, you know, wait to the two-minute warning <laughs> <laughs> on that third down play. And and he – it was his decision, apparently, that he made to run that play, and it was a bad play at that. It resulted in a fourth down, and the Panthers, you know, couldn't come up with it there. And I think that's just a, a, a repeat of what we've seen. He just doesn't seem to have the confidence – you know, to take the team to win those games. That in in fourth quarter comebacks are an important stat, an important measure in what you want in a franchise quarterback and somebody who who you can lean on um, when the rest of the team is struggling. Teddy had sixty two yards in that first half passing. He was he was he was horrible. And, and sure, he did he did well in that first few minutes of the fourth quarter, but you have to put it together. Um, you know, all four quarters. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really hard to make an argument for Teddy Bridgewater to be the long-term future. I know Matt Rule is probably going to take into account that Christian McCaffrey hasn't been – what he said that he's going to take into account Christian McCaffrey hasn't been there. and he's, uh, DJ Moore wasn't there. So you definitely want to see Teddy Bridgewater have his full weapons. And I think he would be better if he did have his full weapons. But, I mean, he, j- he hasn't given many people the confidence – so far that he is that long-term answer in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think, you know, I think that Minnesota game, like you kind of pointed to, he had an opportunity to score a touchdown and 
you know, whether that was on the coaching staff or him at the end, that game, end of that game was kind of a mess. Like it shouldn't have come down to another Panthers drive. Like they should have, like they had, they kicked a short field goal before the final drive. And that was on Teddy, in my opinion. So he has to, he, there was a throw to DJ Moore that was very open, no matter how slow the play came in. So, yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, you know, away from the podcast in that, Teddy has these stretches where, like, he had a really good stretch in the game against the Broncos. He completed 16 straight passes. They came back to a one-score game. Like, the offense looked really good at one point. He, You can count on him for a couple drives each game where it's like, wow, this offense looks great. Yeah, he hasn't been impressive. Like, we, we talked about this earlier. There was only one game where I felt like I was impressed with Teddy, and that was the Saints game. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he went to tap with uh, went back and forth with Drew Brees. You know, he was he was a reason why they kept up because the yeah. defense was struggling. But you brought up an interesting point when we were having that conversation. When they needed him most, he took that sack. And part, and part of that wasn't on him. Um, part of that was on the offensive line. But you know that you can't take that sack in that situation. Yeah. You, you got to throw the ball somewhere. You got to do something. And, and and that overshadowed his performance. Nobody remembers that performance anymore because of what happened there at the end. Yeah. I mean, and we've written too, like, I don't think this means that we both, I think, agree on this. It doesn't mean they have to take a quarterback in the first round next year, and it looks like they're going to have easily a top 10 pick. That seems very within reach based on their schedule and the way they're playing and other teams. Um, I think a quarterback, I think – say if you disagree, but I think a quarterback um, would be a good choice if they fall in love, but there's so many other positions they need to fill that if they have to go with Teddy for another year, it's not the end of the world, um, or they could draft someone later. And I really think the most ideal situation is maybe you trade back a little bit and you take a quarterback that you like and he could learn behind Teddy. I just think it's not like, oh my God, they need to draft a quarterback. We're not there yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they need to draft a quarterback if the right one isn't there. I'm sure Matt Rule will take one if he finds a program-changing quarterback, Patrick Mahomes type, if he sees it. But you know, I, I I agree with that. I don't think that the Panthers should reach if if one is not there because they do have a lot of needs. I like the idea of trading back. You know, maybe if, if things don't work out again, you drop them in the next draft. You know, the Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater for three years, so they have a, a little bit of time to figure that out. Um, but I am all for taking the best available. Right now, the Panthers are sitting at six right now, so they have a lot of good options to work with. They might not win any more games this year. You got the Packers, you got Washington's football team, and you got the Saints. Um, they could easily lose all three of those games. Teddy's like – it's been so gray. Like he hasn't been like, like we said, he hasn't been God awful, but I think a lot of fans now and people watching are going to expect them to take a quarterback and like, it's all trending in that direction. And I just think the concern on my part is don't, you want the right guy. Like Matt, everything about what Matt Rule is doing is for the long term. Like it's not so they can have a better record next year. It's so that down three, four, five years, they have a winning, consistent record. I like going with defense, you know, early. Um, that way, you know, you don't waste, you know, some of the years of your young players. They're they're building something with their young players. Like we said, Brian Burns is, is 22, you know, equal 
to the A's, Jeremy Chin is. Uh, I think Jeremy Chin is 22, 21. Um, but, you know, you got Jeremy Chin. Brian Burns is the basis for that defense. Derek Brown, who's going to be good. He, he might not have had a splashy year, but you can see his potential. Mm-hmm. You build around those three. Add somebody who's really good to that mix because they need a linebacker. You know, they need a, a cornerback. Uh, they need a, a pass rushing defensive tackle. I, I think, you know, that helps you tremendously too if you if if you're able to build a dominant defense if the if that right fit is there teddy can win games like if 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 is that if everything is in place he can he can win games um but uh he's not gonna carry a team but if you have a great defense you know i think i think that that builds for your long-term future yeah i agree and i also think I do think offensive line, I think they need to seriously address and think about in the offseason just to the respect, you know, if they don't – if or they don't bring Taylor Moten back, left tackle, I don't know. <laughs> like, they yeah. have to figure that out because re-signing Russell just doesn't really make sense right now um, based on his injury history. Um, I mean, you think he's been fine outside of that, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field, and you need your left tackle to stay on the field. Um, and the guard situation hasn't been great. So they also need to address the offensive line. So there's just so yeah. many holes. <laughs> and I yeah. think if you're bringing in a young quarterback, you want him to have a good offensive line in front of him. You need him to. So that's that's really important in the offseason. We're going to move on to our second segment. Um, and we're going to go straight into to what's trending, uh, overreaction or underreaction. Um so first one, and I haven't revealed these to you, so I'm going to hit you with a surprise. I'm going to hit you with a surprise. Okay. Uh, the Panthers should slap their franchise tag on Taylor Moulton if they can't keep a deal to try to keep him around. Overreaction or underreaction? I'll say that is not an overreaction. That's To me, that's not an overreaction. I don't know if I like it, but I think that's a lot of money to pay him. And it's not long-term, which I do not like. I would much prefer they come to a long-term deal with him, which is going to be very difficult. But I think it's important to keep a reliable offensive line in the room. But the franchise tag isn't my favorite thing in the world in that situation, just because you need him long-term. Like, next year doesn't do much for you. Um, But I don't think that's an overreaction. I think he's been that good this year, and I think – trying to keep, you know, maybe they put the franchise tag on him at first and then are able to come to a deal, but I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you do whatever you can to keep Taylor Moulton. If that means a franchise tag and then figure it out later, you do that. But you do whatever you can to keep Taylor Moulton. I do think he's not, like, you have to be careful not to overpay him. Like, he's good, but he's not, like, oh, my God, lay all the money down, in my opinion. Like, I think he's very good, and I think they should pay him. But I think that that price could go high, and they have to be careful. Overreaction or underreaction? And we saw this. The Panthers, they had their one of their reporters wrote about this. The Panthers will have to choose between Curtis Samuel or Taylor Moulton. It depends how much Curtis – they are making it seem like – that's not an overreaction, first of all. That is not an overreaction at all. I do think that's most likely going to happen. But there are a lot of free agent wide receivers. Like, the list is insane. Like, there is a name of really good wide receivers out on the market this offseason who are going to want a lot of money. I mean, the list is incredible. It's like Juju Smith-Schuster. 
I mean, AJ Green, who knows how much money he'll get, but like, there's just a long, long list of guys who are going to want money. Um, and I don't know where Curtis Samuel lands on that list. Like, how much do you pay a guy who's the Panthers' third wide receiver? He's been reliable, but he's their third wide receiver for a reason. Um, so if you can get him cheap, I think it's possible, but I think it's very unlikely, and that's certainly not an overreaction to say that they'll have to choose between the two of them, just because how much Taylor Moten would need to pay anyway. Yeah, I agree. I don't know where Curtis Samuel fits in there. I would think that he would want, you know, more money than the Panthers would have to give them if they signed Taylor Moten. Um, so because of that, I don't think they'll be able to sign both. And I think if you choose between one of the two, you got to go with Taylor Moten. He's the more valuable. Why here seems like a more um, you can, a replaceable position. You can find mm -hmm. a lot of good. I mean. There are a lot of good wide receivers out there. So I think – I really don't know. It's going to be really interesting either way, just like in terms of like a contract thing, to see how much money he gets. Because he's kind of a little bit like this is his best year yet, and like you have to use him a certain way. So which teams are willing to pay for that I think would be really interesting to see. And finally, we, we've brought this up before, but we have to bring it up again. Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, missed another game. So the Panthers should shut him down. Oh, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I do think they should. Matt Rule doesn't agree, <laughs> but I, I think, I think Matt. I don't agree with Matt Rule at this point. Um, there are three games left. He's had three injuries that have caused him to miss time: um, an ankle, a shoulder, and now this new thigh quad thing. Um, I do not. I understand wanting to win games in December and wanting to get that mindset in. I agree with that. I would not put Will Greer in. I'm on the same page with him as that. But I do not understand the pro-con, how that balances out with having Christian play um, in three meaningless games when he's already missed so much time. I, I understand he's a leader and it's good to have him out there and he wants to play. But just when you weigh it, I don't see the game to me as as great as the potential consequence. You know, that shoulder injury is, is something that you can hurt further. The quad too. <laughs> yeah, the quad too. I mean, and then the shoulder injury didn't seem like it was a simple injury. And just based on me talking to some of the doctors, you know, it's, it's something that he could really further hurt. And then we even asked Christian McCaffrey, we were like, you don't think he'll need surgery? And he was like, you know, I hope, you know, I hope not, knock on wood. Like that didn't sound great. That wasn't a vote of confidence that it had just gone away. Uh, so I, it's just really, to, in, in just my opinion, there's really no point in playing him. Um, I mean, you've played with him without him for most of the year, and, and you've been good enough to to win those games. You, you just haven't got it done. Um, you know, not playing him doesn't signal to me that you're tanking. It just it just it just signals to me that you're being smart and you you value your investments, your biggest investment. I will say one, I have thought, because this is, I mean, this is very relevant right now, obviously, because there's a good chance he plays, he tries to play Saturday. But I would say the one thing I do see with playing him is then you have the, a view of Teddy, more tape of Teddy Bridgewater in the offense you envisioned for him. And like, I do think that's important because they are going to be making a decision this off season. Um, I mean, I don't think they're releasing Teddy, but they're going to be making a decision about the future. And there is a benefit to seeing him with Christian out there more. I do think that exists, but I don't think that's enough to me 
to risk more injury to Christian. You know, Matt Rule said that he was coming in for treatment Monday at noon. We don't know much um, after that. Don't think Matt Rule knew much after that. He said he didn't. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Game Saturday against the Packers. Thanks for listening. See y'all next week. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for 99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription. That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, high school sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash sportspass.